met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Films. I'm your host, General Lee. And for tonight's guest, uh, this man needs no introduction. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wholesome creator of No Apologies, the extraordinary Sir Raven Kiefer. Now then, Raven, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mahay and I are favourite, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, are you been good anyway today? Oh, you know, hey. Getting my gardens ready for next spring already. So, oh, you know, I, I'm telling you right now, anybody who's wanting to garden, I don't care what country you're in, get your stuff now while it's cold and nobody's thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice and fresh, isn't it, mate? I love it. Is it anyway? Well, it'll save you a lot of money if you buy it now instead of waiting until, you know, March or April. Yeah, I guess so, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, mate? Right. <laughs> the uh, the last show we did on Pindar. Oh, that was fun. Oh, mate, right. I love we that. We got a lot of Right, but, <laughs> but, right, the more you look into it, it it's, I don't know what make of it, me, mate. I think it's, um, it's fucking crazy. Um, and, you know, more than anything, I want to believe that it is <laughs> proper legit, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd, be a lot easier, it'd be a lot easier to believe that it was like a, a, a strange alien race trying to terraform the Earth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like that Belial the Anunnaki Agenda. You know, yeah. it mentions uh, Elohim hybrid miniature with Orion race lines. There's Knights Templars mentioned in it. Um, oh. Black Sun Draconian Agenda, New World Order. Um. <laughs> well, you know, what it is, is like we, we started jumping into the Pindar thing. And yeah. what got yeah. me was like the digger that you, the, the deeper that you dig, the more rabbit trails you find you know yeah and and it's all like interconnected and interwoven to the bloodlines to the new world agenda um you know people like david ike and tillinger and um it, it, what's really funny to me is like pindar goes all the way back um and of course their symbology does too you know i always joke about being a mystic but the truth of the matter yeah. is the symbology goes all the way backwards, all the way back to the Sumerian texts and the Sumerian times. 
um, you know, back to Enlil and Inky. So we're back to those two brothers that are having it out. And one of them thinks we're all right, but doesn't really like us. And the, and the other one absolutely hates us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I think the one that hates us has been winning out here lately. I think, I think if any of it is um, true, then, you know, there's just, just so much in the suit, so many connections, and, you know. <laughs> well, let's let's go back for people that didn't get didn't catch our other podcast you ought to go back and catch it but i'll kind of review for y'all um, yeah, yeah yeah well, let's review just a little bit um the other p- podcast folks you'll have fun listening to it too but um pindar is supposed to be a white skinned or an albino uh <laughs> draconid or a reptilian, however you say it. it depends <laughs> on <what you> follow. <laughs> um, it's said to have wings. Now, whether that's true or not, that that is where that story actually comes from. It's oh, to be, I love it, mate. It's brilliant, it's brilliant isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you got David Icke, and you've got some of the other ones. And then I, I keep forgetting his name, but there was an elder um history keeper from the zulu and uh, david ike interviewed him and he talked about the Dra- the draco people uh, he just he described him as looking reptilian <laughs> so in what way <laughs> well he he decided he 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 said that they looked more like reptiles than humans um he said they had a, like, well he said they kind of had a snake-like face and he says they came here when the moon did, and that, that's a common story too. Is uh, that the moon hasn't always been here? It was brought here later, or it came into it came into our orbit later. And there are people who have pointed at it, like there's a Russian scientist that looked at the moon and said, "Look, what are the odds that the moon would be in exactly the place that it is, that it doesn't cause damage to the Earth? That's the first thing, but that it affects the Earth in a way that that keeps the electromagnetic." atmosphere of the earth disturbed and it affects you know it it affects uh, pregnancy cycles it, preg- it, it it affects women's monthly cycles it affects mentality of people depending on how close and how far away the the, the moon is you know, they always talk about the full moon people go crazy <laughs> it's actually kind of yeah. true um so you know the, the russian scientist argued that it is in just the right place at just the right size that it had to have been put there. And then you go back yes. to some yes. Yeah. So you go back to some of the old uh, uh, oral traditions like the Zulu and, and other tribes, including here in the United States. And they say the moon hasn't always been there. It came when the when the 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 other beings came and they're described as being snake like. So, you know, is snake-like and reptilian the same thing? <laughs> Do you know, you would think so, wouldn't you, Paul? I don't know, mate, you know. Well, I just, um, you and I, I know. I, <laughs> you and I laugh about it, but, you know, the, the, common, the common oral tradition that goes globally about the snake people or the reptilian people or the draconids or whatever they want to call them, there's a reason why they hung on to them stories as long as they did. Um, 
but you know i kind of i kind of go back to what i said in in our first talk about this is maybe it's a designation of a bloodline that uses a dragon as their symbology not so much that they are actually reptiles but that they use that as their symbol Copy, right yeah well you know we talked about vlad draconis vlad the impaler vlad tepe yeah yeah um he claimed a blood uh, dragon bloodline so did the romanovs of russia so did the Habsburgs or yeah. Avengians? Yeah, it's, um, it's a really interesting uh, route to take that, isn't it, for, for investigating research? Well, you know, for me, it's like <sighs> a really good example is with our oral traditions. You know, we talk about a lot of different things, but it's it's a it's a symbolic it's a symbological reference to something else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they would yeah. love for us to think they would love for us to think that there's some alien species and they're here to take over, right? When in fact they're just no different than we are. They're just power mad and, and they've inbred so much that they have no sympathy or empathy left. Yeah. That's more um more realistic to me, right? Well, I tell you the honest goodness truth, compared to the humans that we've been dealing with, the Habsburgs, the Merovingians, the Rothschilds and Rockefellers and Windsors, compared to the humans we've been dealing with, we might be better off with dragons, right? <laughs> Do you know, if, if they were used uh, appropriately, I would fucking love a dragon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... What's that old saying? The, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that. But, you, know, um, you know, the other thing that brought brought to mind the last time we were talking and I didn't get to talk about it were the Nagas. Have you ever studied or heard people talk about the oh, Nagas? Are they the uh, the Indian? Yes. Snake, yeah, the snake. snake. Yeah, I've heard a bit, a bit, mate. Not like, um, I've not gone like deep, but. Well, you know, for me, I was thinking that it's possible that the Nagas might be what people were actually referring to as the the, the reptilian people. And in the still some of them now, apparently, I don't know, I'm not 100% on it, but I'm sure there's still, still a tribe of them going. But I, I've what? never seen the picture one. I've never seen a picture of one either, but you know, if you talk to somebody from India, they'll tell you that they live in the mountains in deep caves that people that people do not go into. Yeah, sure, sure. Do you know why? Surely, somebody would have taken a picture with the phone or somewhere or gone looking from. Well, and folks, I, think, I, got, anyway. I got to tell you too, folks that are listening to me that. Very recently, a video has come out, and I think it's been on YouTube and a few other places, that supposedly is a Naga climbing out from in a hole. And uh, I passed it on to some friends of mine, and we figured out that it was a CGI, a very well-done CGI, but it's not real. So if you see something that looks like a baby Naga crawling out of like a, a little tunnel into a big hole, that is a CGI. It's not real. Um, well, not sure, mate. Uh, I'll have a look oh, at it. Oh, it's a video. A video. Um, I, yeah, somebody put it up online, and and I looked at it, and and I thought, man, I have seen something like this before, but it wasn't uh, something that looked like a naga. 
And so I sent it to some of our friends, yours and mine. And I said, man, have you, any of you guys ever seen this before? And one of them came back and said it, it was a, definitely a CGI. He'd seen it before and he knew who did it. So I'm just letting people know. It's kind of a uh, flesh-colored looking snake with a face. And, it's, uh, <laughs> and, well, and, it, and it looks like a, a, a naga, but it looks like it would be a young one. And what it is is it's a really good CGI rendering. So um, kudos to the guy that made it. Um, but me not having any knowledge of the origin of the video, of course, I pass it on to other people to get it verified. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I, I, I never take anything at face value anymore. I just don't. Um, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was it like, uh, like a juvenile type uh, entity? Was it? That was what it was. CGI. That, well, it was 100% CGI, but oh. they were trying to present it as though it was a juvenile naga. Yeah, right. If anybody's listening, if they've got photographs of like, proper legit photographs of any Dracos or these nagas, reptilian folk, send it to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, my my email is r a v e n. A E U S nine four six seven at Gmail. So you can send, and you can send it to General too. We'll have his, we'll have his email in the links below, below our conversation. Yeah, they'll be both in there, mate. I'll put them both in. Um, But but, but folks, anything that's legit, send it to us. (laughs) Yeah, anything. (laughs) <laughs> you know um I, I don't know general when when we start talking about the pindar let's let's go back to where we're at you know you you came across the pindar that's supposed to be the leader of the the bloodlines yeah um the king of the nobles mm-hmm. uh, allegedly yeah he was but, prince uh, charles but he's now king charles true um father <laughs> Allegedly. You know, the only thing I can think about, and I, I don't know if people over in Europe have ever seen it, but the only time I think the only thing I ever think about was uh with with Charles is uh Charlie the Tuna. Do you remember those old cartoons? Those old commercials. Charlie the Tuna. Tuna. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I was a Dungeons and Dragons meeting when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I, I did that too, but but uh um i did it old school man we didn't even have the books we we had a couple of books and everything else was just you had to do it by hand now they got all those books and files and computer programs and stuff yeah. uh, it, I it's just they, completely different now and it completely yeah different. if you yeah if you were a dm you actually had to get your grid square paper and draw it out and create all your dungeons and all your levels and everything else by hand yeah yeah <laughs> that's right um, yeah but but no i mean they say it's charles but it couldn't and i'll tell you the reason why is because uh i don't know how many people in europe have seen this but you know there is a picture of the rothschild that just passed away last year putting his fingers and poking charles in the chest and giving him a lecture so obviously charles is in charge i don't know mate i, I don't i don't think it's any of them that we know that we know of 
No, no. You know, I, I said it in one of my podcasts the other day, General, and you and I have talked about this. Whoever is actually in charge is not somebody who's out in front where we're going to see him. That's just yes, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But um, it's somebody that nobody's heard of. No, is I don't think pin? so. This Pindar dude is meant to um, reside around uh, Rennie of the Chateau as well. Yeah, I mean, that's what they he say. That's it. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that, that's what they say. They say that's home base, which is, you know, interesting in, in and of itself. But, you know, you have all the Merovingians. You have all the Merovingians that came up to Spain and slowly married into the, uh, what used to be, uh, in the United States, we call them mares. Um, mares, you know, uh, mares of the province. Or, oh, yeah, we've got them over here. I'll take much notice of them, mate. Uh, you know, a lot of places over in Europe, they call them duchies. You know, dukes and du- duchesses, they have duchies. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly for Europe, but, but, uh, so it's, I don't think, yeah, you know, dukes and duchesses. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have their own little region. Um, a lot of times they were called regions, for that matter, now that I've said Reg- it. Mm-hmm. So what the Merovingians did is they married in. And they slowly took over through marriage and worked their way up through Spain and France. And then on the other side, you had the Habsburgs, and they did it through marriage and war, going through Austria and Germany and Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, at one time, like I said, the Habsburgs were all the way in uh, to Romania and what have you because uh, Vlad Tepish was a Habsburg. Um, Do you know, mate? I didn't know he was a Habsburg. Yeah, if you look at his, if you look at his uh, portraits, the few portraits that they still have, he has that Habsburg jaw. Um, and you know, he claimed he claimed the blood he claimed the the dragon bloodline by calling himself Vlad Draconis. And now we have Prince Charles, who's also claiming it. He claims lineage straight back to Vlad Tepish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how true it is, but oh, it's all related um, between between the ancestral marriages and marrying your second and third cousin. They all are actually related in a, in a general speaking terms. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I've done some research on the Pindar that you're talking about, the the leader in the white. They say he drives around Europe in a white limousine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I started looking at some footage. I thought, well, if he's in a white limousine, then he should be at the Bilderberg meeting. He should be at the G20 meeting, right? Yeah. Um, he, he should turn up at the Bohemian Grove here in the United States, maybe. Um, but you never, see a, you never see a white limousine pulling in. Now, that would be really hard to do with all the cameras and everything that are around. And I went back. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, I went back yes, about two years. Yeah, sorry, mate. Go on. No, I went back about ten years and started pulling up footage of the Bilderberg meetings, um, and I never once saw a white limousine pull up anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, Chicken bullshit. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem with the way that they've been able to hide this stuff. You know, they call it occulted for a reason. It's it's so you, you aren't seeing it. Um, yeah, yeah, 
but you know, if I go back Bilderberg, I went back to the Bilderberg meetings. Of course, there was a couple years there that they didn't have them that we knew about. But uh, I went back to some of the really well covered ones, like when Alex Jones was there. <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones was at a Bilderberg meeting. Um, but uh, I, I I never saw any white van when they were having. You know, they'd show people pulling up. And I checked the names, you know, because a lot of the a lot of the rosters for people who got there um, were released, you know, kind of made them mad because at that time they were trying to de- de- deny it existed. Yeah, yeah. But but Don't I will also, yeah, but I will also point out that it's the the king of the Netherlands that runs the Bilderberg Group. And who's that name? Do you know what? You know his name is. Yeah, that see, there's the interesting thing. I, I I didn't even think to look at his name. How's that for weird? But uh, King, King of Netherlands. I like much talk about him. But he's the one that 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 run, has run the Bilderberg Group for I don't know how many decades now. Is it, is it um, William Alexander? William Alexander. There you go. I'll tell you something interesting, too, about the Netherlands. You want to talk about everything tying in together. Have you ever heard of uh, St. Saint Germain? Saint Germain? I think I might have pronounced it. Yeah. St. Germain is the one that has, was supposed to have lived like 300 years. Uh, no, the Andalan, mate, no. But anyway, he was supposed to have lived like 300 years because one, one of the princes in the Netherlands had met him she was a child and when she was very very old he still looked exactly the same as he did when she was a child right. <laughs> and interestingly enough he quote unquote died while he was in the netherlands under the care of whoever was the prince of the netherlands at the time so all these things keep tying back in and they keep pointing towards the netherlands and i think i said it but but uh in all the stuff that's been going on for the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, the Netherlands have pretty much stayed out of it. You do, you, just, do you know you've got a point there, mate? You, you don't hate with um, what's going on there, really, do you? Mm-mm. And they weren't messed with during World War II either. I find that even more interesting. Very. That is very, especially that location. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if we're going for the leader of all the uh, what they call elite class, I call them the the uh, anal retentive psychopaths. Uh, (laughs) If we're going for the leader, then it's somebody who's not out in the open very much. But everybody answers to him. And then I started started how. Well, I started thinking about how the United States was was established in the 16 and 17. Well. 15, 1600s, right? Yeah. The first thing that was established here was the New Netherlands. And that was, the, you know, where Newfoundland and Maine and, and New York and all that's at right now, Boston. That used to be the New Netherlands when it but started. The, is that the Amish, not the, the Dutch? Yeah. Is it right? Okay. But well, that, that, that was... You know, so, sorry, mate. With regards to the Amish, I don't really know much about them, but... What I do know, a um, fair play to them, mate. If they wouldn't live like that, more power, them, 
Yeah, and that's pretty. I mean, there's been a few things that they've tried to do with their dairy and what have you over the last couple of years, but they almost they pretty much leave alone. Um, but it's interesting that the first thing that was founded here in the United States was Dutch New Netherlands. And, you is, know, that, was, um, is that an Amish community? Uh, uh-uh, it was no. established. This was, wow, okay. This Sorry, no, this was established by the uh, uh, Dutch East India Trading Company, more, more or less. The the pre- <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and that was established um, all up and down the, the northeast part of the United States and into Canada. They were really the first ones to get foothold in, and money. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, there's a lot of connections that go straight back to the Netherlands. It's just, you know, like here in, in the United States, we have a, a, a family, very wealthy family for a very, very long time, the, the Vanderbilts. And a lot of people in the United States call them Vanderbilt, but that's not Van what it Bilt. is. Vanderbilt. It's Vanderbilt. They are from the built region in the Netherlands. Yeah, I see what you mean. And they were instrumental and getting the trains and the uh, uh, ship trade built so that they could get the gold out of California. So, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, if you go back far enough in history, almost everything goes straight back to the Netherlands or it goes back to Austria. Well, Austria was the homeland of the Habsburgs and the Netherlands is where the uh, Merovingians settled for the most part. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, the same names are cropping up, aren't they? Yeah, constantly. And they all use the same symbology. Look at their flags. Look at their family crests. It's the headless, it's the headless uh, knight with the, uh, the uh, dual dragon or the dual uh, phoenix or the dual eagle. It's, it's, it's the same symbology. Yeah, I think uh, there's more to it in there. Um, oh yeah well and you know people people want me to uh people want me to go down that dragon and reptilian and and what have you road but i pointed out you know you got the pen dragons from the from the arthurian legends yes. and then uh, you've got the uh pendar which is the same meaning pen dragon is the head of the dragons the the, the pinnacle of the dragons and pendar some people say it's the penis of the dragon but uh, it actually means pinnacle. So that's the head of the dragons. Um, now, does that mean that they are actually, you know, reptiles or drag, drag, draconids or whatever they want to call them? Not necessarily. It could just be their bloodlines. Could be, mate. I mean, probably, you know, it could be delusional. Well, if you were trying to keep things hidden... Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying it from um, <laughs> as how I, how I see things. Uh, you know, my my own eyes don't lie. Mm-hmm. But I can't vouch for somebody else claims to have seen. No, I can't either. You know, if somebody has seen one, talk to me. Yeah. Send me I, I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just being honest. No, I'm not being I'm not being crude either, folks. Um, if you had seen something like this. Send me an email, and and general and, uh, general and I or one of the two of us will get you on our show, and we'll talk to you. We'd be glad to. Yes, that, that would be good, I mean. um, you know, I, I've seen I've seen Bigfoot five times in my life. 
Oh, shit, mate. Actually, so, so I don't next, deny anybody that. Yeah, uh, sorry, mate. Uh, next Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. I've got somebody coming on who's actually had experience with um, sort of what they explain, like salamander reptilian beings. Nice. See, I'm so, good with that. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, I'm going to like, well, there's no surprise. Way. There's no way for us. There's no way for us to experience what somebody else has experienced, and uh, you know we're we all experience life our own way. So we all encounter things in our own way. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I hear somebody say, "Oh, I saw a Bigfoot, and, and it looked like this." Well, I know what I saw, <laughs> but you know, I wonder if that's not kind of a thing that they do with your head too, if that makes any sense. Yeah, which I mean, mind control, Raven. That ties into the um, the draconian agenda. Yes, well, and it also ties into the nephilims too. You know, being able to affect somebody's mind. There's a lot of sneakiness, mate, in there. Yeah, well, you know, the draconian agenda. If you go back and you actually read it, maybe I ought to cover that too, General. You want me to? Uh. Yeah, mate. I mean, I've actually got it up. Well, you know, the biggest part of the agenda is said that they're going to use some kind of a matrix control method in order to affect people's minds so that they're controllable. Um, The idea is, is, well, and if you think about all the electronics and stuff that have surrounded us all this time, it would not be difficult at all. To control people's minds you know i've talked about television programming that is the single greatest mind control tool ever created next to the radio yeah i mean look at look at phones now smartphones mm-hmm. well and and folks just to let you know i i did a whole podcast it's called the uh, brainwashing and frequency woo and i talk about how this stuff is used against you um and i'll, I'll say it in brief if you have a cell phone that you carry around with you, it creates an electromagnetic frequency around you. And it can be used to affect your mood. It can give you a headache. <laughs> um, you damn sure don't want it next to you while you're sleeping. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is, this is patented technology, folks. I'm not talking out my ass. They patent it, and, and they show that how it creates this field around it that can affect your field. And it can influence you. Thank you. Sorry about that, folks. I, I, I'm getting deliveries all day today. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so this is what this is what I mean. Is I just don't know what I believe. I well, mean, and I, the, want, I want it to treat so so much. <laughs> You're like me. You study all kinds of stuff, and you talk to all kinds of people, and we start getting all these things that interconnect. And point towards three three basic principles. There is something out there that wants to control the way that people think and the way that people behave and create a hive mind out of people, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the part of the draconian agenda, the way it's written out. Um, it's, it's like how they try to control the trolley as well, isn't it? It's um, just everything ties into it. Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, 
there's the depopulation aspect of it too. They want to reduce the human population down to a manageable level. What's manageable though? Yeah, well, they say 500 million. That means that 95 percent of us got to die. I can't see that happening, mate. Well, you never well, know. There was a lady at the WEF, and the video has actually been released now. So people have grabbed hold of it and started pub- putting it out. She's with, at the WF, WEF meeting saying, we need to get the population down to 500 million. And she had no qualms about killing 95% of the population on the planet. Yeah. Well, and years ago, back in the 1990s, Ted Turner, the guy that started uh, Turner Broadcasting here, TBS here in the United States and CNN, he said that they needed to kill off 85, 90% of the population. And then you got Bill. Yeah. And then you got Bill Gates. (laughs) You know, um, what was it? it wasn't it the king of uh, the the king of England or whatever he was said when he dies he hopes he can come back as a virus and wipe out uh, that was uh, Prince Philip Duke of Edinburgh Prince, Prince Philip yeah 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 so different yeah, between was, him uh, and, and uh, Wallace yeah yeah he's um, that's that's what I mean with them that British royal family. Like the shit, what the uh, the name is in, and it's just sickening. Oh yeah, but you know it it goes back to what we were talking about with the the draconian agenda that they've got online, is a uh, depopulation, creating a hive mind where everybody's controlled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that was two of the things. The other one was just creating some kind of a matrix where you can control and keep track of everything. Well, you know, we got the Internet of Things that's built off the matrix servers. That's what the DNS servers are now. They're called matrix servers. Um, yeah. And then, and then you have uh, this new crypto coin that's coming out, which would be 100% trackable and also 100% controllable. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, do you know, I, I don't really know what's about crypto. I don't know if I want to. Well, I, you know, I, again, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just. Well, the problem is, is that there is a gateway that all crypto goes through. It's in, in the blockchain, and and there's a couple of videos out about that now too. But anything that you have is going to go through that gateway as far as crypto currency, including Bitcoin. By the way, y'all. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be 100% controllable, and if you don't think it's not, the Canadians. Closed down everybody's Bitcoin wallets that were at the protest in Canada. So if people want, yeah, and if people want to think uh, Bitcoin is secure, they need to go back and check that footage because the Canadians shut down all their crypto wallets. Can't be that uh, secure, can it? Well, you know, if it's digital, you have no control of it whatsoever. Whereas if it's physical cash, you have complete control over it. Yeah. But see, that fits in with both the Draco, what they're talking about, the draconian agenda. But it also fits in with the New World Order, the United Nations, and the WEF. But that's right. Going back to reptilians, like what what we believe, and um, 
I think you might be right. You might just look a little bit different than us. Well, you know, if they actually can chase their bloodlines all the way back to Enlil and Inky, and according to the writings, Enlil and Inky were not humans like we are, well, then, of course, they're not going to have the same DNA we do. Or not exactly, anyway. Um, yeah. I think that's something else to point out to people, too, while we're talking, General. How about all this stuff they've been doing for the last 10 years, trying to get everybody to give DNA samples for their genetics so they can chase their, their family trees down, their genealogy? Yeah, yeah. That's a strange one, yeah. isn't it, mate? Well, I think that's part of the agenda. They wanted everybody's DNA they could possibly get. And, you know, when you have a baby, that's the first thing they do is they take that blood sample out of the heel. Yeah. So they got your baby's DNA immediately. It's disgusting, man. It is. But, you know, that's a way to figure out who's who. And yeah. they've been, been yeah. they've been doing. And here's the other thing too that really ticks me off. Like, I've never given DNA to anybody, uh, intentionally anyway. And uh, if any of my relatives ever did, then I'm already tracked anyway. It doesn't matter. Or you got a tracker on your body for that? Well, what I'm saying is, is if anybody in my family gave DNA samples to find out what their genealogy was. It doesn't matter if I did or not, because if they know my, let's say they know my, let's say they happen to know my brother's, of course, he's been dead for a while. If they know my brother's DNA, then they've got mine too. They know who I'm related to. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Well, and we already kill, we already carry cell phones with us and they can track us anywhere we go. That's already been proven outright. Um, and it doesn't matter what you do. Like I shut all these programs down on my phone and they just turn them right back on every four hours. So it's pretty fucking about you. Yeah. Every four hours I have to get on my folks. Every four hours I have to get on my phone and shut off my Bluetooth that I'm not even using, but they turn it back on. <laughs> Sweet. You got the old number. Yeah, and I've talked to some of my other friends, and it happens to them, too. Like, I don't use my Bluetooth except for when I'm sending something directly to somebody standing next to me. And then I shut it back off. Well, about every four hours, they turn it back on. That's the reason why I said you don't want to sleep with your cell phone beside you. Because if your Bluetooth is on, and you didn't turn it on, then what are they using it for? True. Um, there's a lot of this stuff that all ties together, General, and... You and I are starting to put pieces together, but there's so damn many pieces. You know, I said the other day when we were on a uh, end of days radio that it's like having a big jigsaw puzzle, and we've got most of the outside done. You know, that's usually what people do first. Yeah. We got most we got most of the edging done, and we got a lot of the corners filled in, but then there's all these big gaps, <laughs> and it all kind of looks the same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's all right. I mean, it, you know, there's a bunch of us that were talking the, the other day, and and we, we all said the same thing. If if every answer to every question that we have was answered right now, we'd just go back to gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't want me. 
but uh, you know, I, I, people like you and me were driven by the questions, and then it, then when we get one question answered, all of a sudden we discover. I don't know if about you, but I discovered there's like ten more questions I need answered now. Well, from uh, from the the cutter, whatever it's called. Say, huh? I thought it said someone else that made sorry. <laughs> oh no, I mean it's it's just really weird because like you and me will have a guest on, or you'll have a guest on your show, and then I'll have somebody on mine. And I'm like, oh wait a second, those two go together. Well, there's two more pieces in the puzzle, but now I've got ten more questions. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens, man. Well, you know, it's a good drive. But uh, it's not helping us a whole lot with all these, you know, false trails and all the shit that they've hidden and the way that they've layered. See, that's the other thing, too. It's not just the fact that they've hidden, but, but they put all these false trails in. So it's, it's hidden under layers of mud. And we yeah. gotta, we're peeling it. You know, it's like an onion. We're peeling layers trying to find what's in the middle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and sometimes it does make your eyes water. Uh, you know, my me, I, I can only um, I I can only look so so long, and I need a break. Oh, that's the way I am. And folks, don't feel bad about that either, because you know, there's been times General or somebody else has been trying to get a hold of me, and my phone is shut off in the house, and I'm outside gardening. I I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, and, and it feeds me too, but it's just a way for me to ground myself and get away from it for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this, this Pendar thing, we've been on this for what, almost six weeks now trying to do, and I've done some pretty deep research. Yeah. It's, it's about that. Uh, I think, I think, um, we both didn't fully know what we was going to be looking into because I'd heard of it and so would you. But I've just never, uh, never dug into it. Never gone gone into it like this. Well, and you know the it's, thing about it is, is it, there's so many tangents to it that make it really, really hard to. Again, here's that thing: it's it's the onion layers. Um, you know, we've got the families that are the dragon families. Yeah. And then we we got families that actually identified them as the dragon bloodlines. You know, like. Vlad Draconis and a few of them from Austria back before World War One. Um, the Archduke of uh, Austria, Austria that was shot before World War One, claimed dragon bloodline. Really? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And we still see the dragons on their pendants, and we still see the dragons on their family crests. But it's scattered all over the place now. Um. The only problem that we have is, is for a long time, it seemed like they were battling each other, you know? Yeah. If, yeah. if you look at the, I don't know, if you look at the 1400s through about the 1800s, they were constantly fighting each other. And now they all seem to be working together. Do you think it's because they're uh, possibly running out of time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever is happening right now globally, um, you can see that, that, that what they're doing is getting exponentially faster and exponentially. It's out in the open. The crimes yeah. that they're committing, 
the behavior, like the pedophilia and stuff like that, um, the the human trafficking. Yeah, that's fucking disgusting, mate. Isn't it? it is. It is. Well, and it's not just kids. It's human trafficking, slave trick. Um, people say, "Oh, slavery ended." No, it hasn't. It never has. It's just been hidden. Um, and and the ritual murders are just out through the roof here in the United States. I don't know if, you, if people are even aware of this, but here in the United States. Um, it goes back quite a ways. It goes back to the 1700s that I can track. Um, there is this ritual that they do where they get a young man who's college age and they take him out and drown him. <laughs> they drown, they drown him. They actually drown him. Um, anybody who doesn't believe me, just type in, uh, uh, heck, I don't know any, any city in the United States around the great lakes. Or, or next to a river like Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, uh, Erie, uh, Erie, Ohio. It's E E R I E, Erie, Ohio. Um, any any of these any of these college towns that are along a river or by the lakes, uh, college kids disappear. I mean, they're they're on the phone talking to somebody, and they're just gone, and then they find them drowned. And what happens is really funny because they have a really high level of a, a an adrenal response in their system, but it's so high that there's no way it was natural. It's like somebody's actually giving them a shot of, um, or, or causing them it. to manufacture. Huh? Like they give them, it's almost like they give them a shot of it. Mm-hmm. The levels in their bloodstream, that the, the ones that they've done autopsies and tested for it, the levels in their bloodstream are so high that it's not a natural. Um, a lot of times your fight, your fight or flight response yeah, will, yeah. will cause you to create. And I'm trying to remember the name of the, the chemical in your brain, folks. It, when, it hits my, when it hits my brain, I'll tell you. But anyway, so over the last three months, we've had like 12 Yeah, that's um, and and usually it's like one a month. Right, it could be one person doing that, but it might not be. Might be a couple of different. Again, it depends it's, how you look at it. It's definitely ritual. It's definitely ritual. Um, but now they're getting more blatant, blatant about it. They're doing it faster and more of them in more places. So it can't just be one pl- person. Mm. You know, I mean, a, uh, so, some of these serial killers, mate, they, um, where they claim they've got like, really large numbers of deaths, people who've killed. Well, I don't think um, it's serial killers. I think it's ritual. You know, I think it's ritual yeah. killers. It's a Could ceremony. Be, well, you know, uh, uh, give a shout out to our friends, New York Patriot and Lux. They did that whole thing about the killers um, and the finders. But when you have the same, when you have the same age males dying in the same way, um, and it's almost ritualistically. I mean, if you look at it, the MOS is ritualistic um, in the way that it's done. It never changes. The method that they're using never changes. Um, and then all of a sudden it it ramps up, and you know now the now the pedophilia is right in your face. Um, Oh. I, I honestly, I don't know where to go with it all, mate. Because um, 
Oh no, it just how pisses can, me. How can pedos be fucking just about in society as normal? They must know who they are. They must know when when they're bringing bodies over or, or whatever they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like uh, you know, this thing with the social media platforms have all these government agencies from around the world inside of them, right? And they couldn't catch pedophiles doing their crap online. I know. I mean, they they could keep me from talking about the injections. They could keep me talking about the election fraud here and over in Europe. But they couldn't catch the pedophiles that were doing it right out in the open on those platforms. And they they had hundreds of agents there. (laughs) Yeah. What? You know, but they might might be involved in it right on there. Well, you know, I, I've said a long time ago that if you wanted to catch the drug trafficking and the human trafficking, all you had to do is uh, turn on the uh, transponders for the CIA and MI6. And you can hear them. Yeah, the transponders on their airplanes. <laughs> right. Because they're, they're, they're doing the transportation. Um, a lot of it anyway. But, you know, the really frustrating thing for me is, is when we go back to the to the uh, Pindar thing, you look, it comes from the top down. You've got King Charles with his friend uh, Seville or Saville, however you say it. Seville, yeah. You got them. And, and how many people remember the, the, the naked lady trying to escape from from one of the Windsor's castles because she was being abused and and uh, uh, tortured? I remember that. That, that. That's I don't remember that, mate. But that is shocking, isn't it? No, it's not shocking. It's the way them people are. But yeah, there was a, a naked lady caught trying to get out of the grounds. Of course, they committed her to an to an asylum. Um, but she had been tortured. Um, you know, that was probably one of Seville's people. Um, possibly. But you, oh, you know, the nonce himself. Oh yeah. But you know the other thing too is like the the human hunting, the human hunting. You know there were stories in England about the the uh, the wealthy going out and hunting humans in the countryside, like they hunt fox. Yeah. And then we had the we had the same thing here in the United States, out in the desert. We had the same thing in Germany. All at the same time, these stories broke because somebody got loose, and then uh, they created movies so that people wouldn't believe it. And uh, if you look at the the way that the movies have been lately, you know, oh my God, it's an alien trying to take over the planet, right? Um, it, it seems like they're trying to 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 keep people looking in the wrong direction. I think that's the case, mate. Well, well you know, if you well, work out. Well, if you're worried about aliens and, and Dracos and, and reptilians, you're not looking at the people who are actually the evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they don't exist. Um, if you go back to the Sumerian text, it said they created all kinds of things. Um, they called them chimeras. Chimeras. You know, chimeras, they, they were all kinds of things, part human, part animal, part this, part that, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And then the other interesting thing about dragons too, and, and I got looking into that because we were talking about Pindar dragons. Well, you know, in the old in the old legends, dragons could turn themselves into anything they wanted to. Dragons would turn themselves into a human in order to have sex with humans. They couldn't like uh, shapeshift. Yeah, yeah, they were shapeshifters, just like some of the gods. Which is interesting too, because you know some of the gods are described described as being the bloodline of of dragons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, folks, we're trying to have a conversation and just talk things out for y'all, but it's all so interconnected that you can't separate from one from the other. You can't separate the bloodlines from the nephilim. You can't se- separate the nephilim from from the Anunnaki. Um. You can't separate the giants from this either because they're part of the problem <laughs> or part of the solution. What would you think Sasha's is, mate? Hades. Say again? What would you think Tartarus is? Tartarus? Yeah. Well, you know, Tartarus is supposed to be the place of the dead. Um, and, you know, the old legends, the old legends say that uh, you had to cross the river Styx to get to Tartarus, right? <laughs> um, that old thing, don't pay the ferryman. But, uh, right, right. you know, Tartarus, you don't pay the ferryman until he gets you to the other side, right? Um, and, you know, to me, that's kind of like the journey. You know, you have to you have to die in order to be reborn. Yeah. Um, and, and it's part of that re- reincarnation thing with the Egyptians. But. Um, if you go back and you read, it says that they were in the abyss. They talk about the abyss and a lot of times Tartarus and the, the abyss. abyss. Yeah. Um, it says that the, the, the spirits and, and the, the, the Nephilim were sent to the abyss. Well, if you look, if you read that, the, the abyss as it, as it's translated is the ocean, the bottom of the ocean, the darkest, deepest yeah. part of the ocean. Well, now we know that there's an ocean underneath this, underneath the crust. So are they just living down there somewhere in, in the inner earth? And that's one of the subjects you and I like. Oh, I love inner stroke hollow earth. I love it. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, is, is we know that there's more water under the earth than there is on top of it. So when you read the old stories that said water was coming up out of the ground and from the sky, probably was. <laughs> yeah. Probably what was made, like it doesn't that. Well, anyway. and I talked about this before, but you know, in in South America, the lore is is that the this this fish came up onto the beach, and it was so solid that the uh, um, the arrows and the, the spears wouldn't pierce it. it. It rang like metal, and out of it come this being that wore this like diving suit, and it and the being never took the diving suit off as it spoke to yeah. him and interacted yeah. with him. Well, if you were from the inner water where the pressure was higher, you'd have to have some kind of a suit on you in order to breathe up here, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, and they said he was from the, and they say he was from the if you actually read the way it was written, what little bit is left from down there, it says that he was from the inter inner inner seas. Well, inner seas. Well, we finally found them again. They're underneath the crust. Um I saw a really, really interesting thing on this, too, is that uh, people aren't actually traveling out through space. They're traveling through the waterways to get into the inner Earth. How's that for uh, a theory? That's, that's brilliant, mate. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, there's just so many. Um... <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many possibilities with, with Hollow Earth. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many Hollow Earth tales, not just not just the inner oceans that we found, but places where it's dry too, which would make sense. Um, yeah, it would. You think so? I don't I know, so, definitely. When you start talking about the Anunnaki and they came from other places, and then you start talking about the gods like Poseidon, who came from the bottom of the ocean, um, all these things start interacting in ways, and they're so old and so well hidden that it's really hard to sort it all out. And I admit to it. You know, I try to take all the common things and, and say, okay, what's not right? Well, what's not right is, is all these common things are contradictory to everything that we've been told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, everything they... Well, they said there was nothing inside the crust of the earth, and now they're telling us that there's oceans bigger than the oceans that we have above the earth. Well, now, here's my question. If the oceans above the earth are two-thirds of the planet, how can you have oceans that are bigger underneath? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's who we want that. You know, and, and and I don't get into the flat Earth argument very often, but here's my thing: I I worked as a surveyor, and and you know what a transit guy is—the guy that turns the uh, laser. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a transit operator because I knew I knew calculus, which is what you use for when you're calculus and trigonometry is what you use for when you're doing surveying. Well, I was running the transit, and we were doing a long run. Uh, it was it was almost 300 miles that we had to, to do the survey, right? And when we sat down and did our calculations to lay out that plat map for the, the actual mapping of the highway, you yeah. know one thing I never figured in in 300 miles? I never, figured, I never figured the curve of the earth into the numbers. Now we had elevation changes as you go up and over hills and stuff, but yeah. not once did I did I add the curvature of the Earth to those figures. I'm just saying. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that means one of two things: either it's a lot bigger than what they told us. You know, they say that for every mile you get like 12 foot of drop, uh, roughly. So that means that a mile I shouldn't be able to see anything. Because it'd be 12 foot below my eyesight, right? Um, but we never figured that in when we were doing our numbers in order to lay out the map for the yeah. for the highway department. And I've flown airplanes too, and I never had to push down on the on the uh, joystick. I flew flat. And yeah, folks, I, I drive. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I'm not I'm not joking, folks. I flew from Presque Isle, Maine, all the way to Germany, and I never pushed down on the stick once. I flew flat. Uh, and what what's the odds on on you getting mixed up with something? Hmm? Wait, wait, what? I think I'm mixing it with you, mate. One minute, let me just let me just fix my earphones. One minute, I'll just change settings in it, mate. <laughs> Folks, we're just having a conversation. I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> That's what we do. Can you hear me now? There you are. Ah, right, okay. Sorry, mate. I, um, but no, I flew a, I flew a, I flew a turbo prop 
from yeah. Prescott, Maine to the uh, British Islands. And then I flew from there to Germany, and I never once had to push down on my joystick. I flew flat. Is it hard doing that, or, or do you just get up to a certain height and then yep. just like fucking turn, turn your engine off? Is that what you do? No, you get up there, and, and um, the, the plane that I flew had a belly tank and a wing tank, and it was a, it was a turboprop. And literally, you go up to your elevation for your uh, uh, flight plan, and yeah. you literally fly across the Atlantic Ocean. I hope you don't miss the British Isles, because if you do, you're going to end up out in the middle of the ocean somewhere with no fuel. <laughs> um, so, uh, can you uh, can you drive like a helicopter as well? No, no, I can't fly a helicopter. I, I don't have the coordination. Oh, right, okay. um, to fly a helicopter, you got to use your feet and both hands, <laughs> both feet and both hands. And well, uh, you could, could drive an Apache. Uh, well, if I had a computer to help, <laughs> you know they got they do have a couple of helicopters now that are just a joystick. I might be able to do that, but uh, I wouldn't. You oh, know, you just you just use a joystick to operate it. Yeah, they have a couple of helicopters now that are just joystick operated because everything else is assisted. Um, but in an aircraft, you're using the you're using the wings to go up and down and to turn. Yeah, and the way that the uh, cables are hooked up when you turn. It it lowers one aileron and lifts the other, and that's what turns you. And if you if you're oh, going yeah. if you're going up, it tips them both so that you go up. Um, but it's just a joystick, you know. It looks like a a, a race car steering wheel, basically, in the one right, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, I've flown across the Atlantic, and I never had to push down once. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing that out to people. Um. And uh, no curvature was ever taken into consideration. <laughs> um, not in my fuel, not in anything. But anyway, uh, you know. So I've always, I've always had the, I've always had the concept that that what we're sitting on is a lot bigger than what we know about. And then uh, you go to Admiral Byrd's. Uh, diary, and it says that he flew across the ice and found a whole new place down there south of Antarctica. Yeah. And then you've got the Chinese map that shows that there's actually like 13 continents around the, the seven that we have, and yeah, they're divided yeah. by a wall. And then you look at the United Nations map, and it's done the same way. Um, so, you know, there's no way for... I can't get far enough out of the I can't get far enough out of the ant farm to see. <laughs> you know, an ant does not know it's inside of a, a four, four, uh, two panes of glass. Um, it never knows it because it can't get outside and look. And that's kind of where we're at, you know? Yeah. Says mate, yeah. Can, we can only assume, can't we, mate? Um, well... <laughs> And you know, um, <laughs> right, I'm just being honest here, mate. I, I'm not if I, I don't know if I buy all this, me. Um, but but like you said, I I, I really hope, I wish if <laughs> to be true. Um, not not in a bad way. Which to be way true? Where, yeah, they, 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 these genders, reptilians. Oh, well, you know, I, 
if if there are Dracos and reptilians and they're actually working against the ones that are working against us, I said it before, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But if yeah. they are in charge and they're the ones causing this, then they're the enemy. And there's no yeah. way for us to... Um, what we see is we see the human actions, like the Rothschilds and the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers and the Windsors. The British Royal Family. Yeah, um, you know, the Warburgs, um, the Schiffs, the Mullers. We see their actions. And that's bad enough. <laughs> um, I tell you what, though, General, you know, I've said it before. I, I talked about the, cata- catas, uh, the cataclysm cycles, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're at the sun demon. We've talked about this. We have, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if coming it's up. all just distraction. Yeah, I wonder if this is all just distraction. Could be. It's, uh... Well, you know, last year I said that we should start seeing the effects of being in that bowling alley between the sun and the, and the gas giants sometime in April. I was off because it started at the end of March. And if folks don't remember this, remember all the solar flares that started about the 30th of March last this year, uh, 2022. Um, We had all those solar flares that just started popping off. Right. And uh, so it was about two weeks ahead of what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be about mid April. Well, this, this year, the gas giants are going to be closer together which means it's not going to be March. It should be at the end of April this year. Now, if I'm a week off, don't hold it against me, but we should start seeing solar flare activity about mid-April of 2023, and it's going to be bad because the the gas giants are going to be closer together. Um, And I'm wondering if all this is not just distraction to keep people like you and me busy so that we're not paying attention to what's really happening. Hey. There's a possibility to that, mate. Possibility. Well, you remember in the Bible it says uh, everybody went about their business like nothing was going on, and then the flood hit. Right? right. And then uh, in in the East Indian writings it says that the uh, the village was celebrating, and the floods came. Um, in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they were just continuing on the way that they were continuing on. And then the shit come out of the sky and blew Noah. them up. Well, I'm talking about yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And then uh, here in the United States, well, I was going to say here in the United States in the 1800s, we had them plasma balls that came down and fried everybody in Wisconsin and set the cities on fire. Same thing happened in Europe, too. A lot of those cities that caught fire was from the electrical discharges, not from, you know, somebody starting a fire. Yeah. Like a great fire in London and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny that between uh, 1790 and 1910, all these huge cities that they had taken down the copper towers off the buildings and had taken the the bells out and had replaced, you you know, they talk about Tartaria, right? Um, when you talk about Tartarian uh, architecture, the one thing they all had in common is they had these huge copper domes and these huge copper antennas up on, on top of the buildings, right? Well, they started taking those down in the 1700s. And then we had that 100 years, almost 120 years, between 1790 and 1910, where all these big cities burnt to the ground. Cool. I'd make, maybe just a coincidence, but 
Who knows it? Well, you know, who knows, mate? Well, you know, right down, right smack dab in the middle of that was the Carrington event. That was in 1859, and that's when all the telegraph lines in Europe and the United States caught on fire. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Um... And, and in Wisconsin, they actually described these balls of fire coming down out of the sky, and when it hit people, it turned them to ash. Does that not sound like Sodom and Gomorrah? I've not, I'm not familiar with Sodom and Gomorrah, mate. Anything Sodom, in the Bible, Sodom, really. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Is, it, even, is that in the Bible? You know, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, Sodom and Gomorrah were the cities where they were supposed to be really, really evil. Of course, none of them survived to defend themselves. And Fire rained down out of the sky like sulfur and burnt the whole place, right? Yeah. Well, we had this. We had the same thing happen here in the northern United States, across Canada, across northern Europe, and across uh, Russia and China, in the 1800s. Fireballs coming down out of the sky and setting everything on fire. Whole cities caught fire. In the 1800s. Mad, isn't it, mate? Mad. Yeah, I think I, I think that could be um, a distraction. Well, if they've got us all looking at what's going on around us, then we're not paying attention to what's going on above us, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. and I go back to the sore the sun demon, you know. The the Southern, South American people say that, that this has happened four times already and it's going to happen again. And then you take the Mayan calendar, you take the the uh, um, Vedic calendar, the uh, Yugas from India, and then you take Native American stories, including the Hopi, and we're there. I mean, even the Bible concurs with us. Um, so are they just trying to keep people distracted like they did in the times of Noah until whatever happens, happens? That could yeah. be, mate. Could be, couldn't it? Well, I mean, if we're all looking in other places, we're not paying attention to the things that we should be. Um, and, you know, I tell everybody the same thing. I talk about it in my last podcast, my stand-up comedy, and I talk about it in my other podcasts. You know, I'm just doing what I do. Now, the fact that I do research and I, I love doing these podcasts, that is not my life. My life is taking care of those around me and taking care of my gardens and doing what I do. Exactly, see, mate. Um, exactly. We have I mean, got... I, yeah. Well, you've got family too, right? Yeah. You know, for me, doing the podcasts and, and being able to interact with you and Grub and New York and all the other people that we associate with is a bonus to my life. It's not my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great bonus to have. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I love the fact that we can have these conversations and sh share the stuff that we find. But it's yeah. not my life. And our podcast, as much as we like people listening to them, and I'm, I'm just speaking for me, not general, yo. I love the fact that you take the time to listen to us, but you could be listening to us while you're out gardening or out walking or out spending time with your family. You could, you know, <laughs> or when your family's doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because if time is short, you're wasting it. <laughs> yep. Maybe just do us a favor. Just check, check the messages, please, mate. Uh, give me a second here, brother. Okay, mate. I'm outside in the sunlight, so I can't see very well. <laughs> I 
Yeah, my phone, I'm telling you. Yeah, boys. Um, yeah, man. It, 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 it is a bonus, Raven. Um, I, I tell you what, General, you guys have brought me out of the basement where I had went and hid, and I'm so grateful for that. And, folks, if anything that we help, we say, or I say, or anything like that helps, I, thank you. <laughs> Mate, you are, um, not just saying it now, but you are one of the pillars of this community. Uh, that's just because I'm older than almost everybody else. <laughs> you are, <aren't> you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old salty dog of the group. General, no I people in our conversation and... And and folks, on this Pindar thing, look at the Pendragon name and look at the dragon bloodline. Um, I think that's where we should be looking. And I, I say it again, General, if anybody has ever seen one of these things, contact us. Know. Yeah, let us know. I will be meant that. You know, and uh, I don't care what kind of cryptid it is, you know, but if you've seen one of these Dracos, I definitely want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah we need to see one, don't we? Uh, Oh, if Draco could um, contact us. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to a Draco. You can come up here and I'll make coffee, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raven, uh, before you go, please, mate, do you want to let everybody know we can get hold of you? Okay, you can find me under Raven Kiefer um, on, <laughs> on YouTube. It's no apologies enough said on Instagram, and it's Raven Kiefer AD or NA. No apologies, Raven Kiefer NA on on uh, Twitter, and uh, you can always find me with with General. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. General, I appreciate oh, you. Detour, mate. Um, I can't wait till we speak again so soon. Uh, Absolutely. We'll stop recording now, mate. I'm gonna stop recording. six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.